Hello and welcome to Breaking Late, a motorsports podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me this week, like last week, is JD. How's it going? Yeah, this is becoming a regular occurrence, isn't it, mate? It's like <laughs> after every race. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, in the last, ra- last few weeks, it's been one after the other. It has. We've got a week off next week, <sighs> so you can take me fishing. Yeah, we can go fishing again. The boat can hit the water. Hasn't hit the water in a while. <laughs> anyway, fishing next week. Racing now. F1, mate. Yeah. A um, little bit disappointed to see Ricardo finish so far back. But uh, other than that, it was a pretty good race. Pretty, ex- You know, a little bit going on with yeah, the weather and that. And it uh, drying up during the race. So that was a really good time. So, JD, did you catch much practice on the weekend? Uh, not that much, mate. I, I managed to catch practice three and that was it. Did you take much away from it? Uh, yeah, Hamilton was fast. He was consistent. One practice, one, two, and three, he was fastest man out there. So straight w- straight away from the get go, he was uh, up the top there. Rosberg didn't get to get out and practice too. He had a coolant leak, and they had to pull the floor off the car. So he sat in the car for a little while while they tried to rectify it, but they ended up having to pull the floor off. So his time that his, must have been a big job. Yeah, it was day over for him. So he packed it up, and also. Big crash. Um, I'm sure you would have seen the replays of it now, but wow, Ericsson's Ericsson. crash. Yeah, yeah I, wow. I did see that. Um, I'll try and find a video of it and link it in the show notes. That was big. That was yeah. that fast too. Yeah, yeah. It just That car, as soon as it snapped and, sideways, it was gone. And it hit the wall and bounced back. Like, yeah, quite a long way. That was a big hit. Um, he did get all cleared to race again, so that was good. Yeah, he had to get approval from um, the FIA to obviously race after not qualifying because he missed qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to replace the the car. The the crash shell was just because dam- he did start from the um the pit lane. Yep. So he had to get approval from FIA to get that start. But yeah, it was all good. That was good. Which um, was a bit of a sad one for him. Anyway, he ended up having. Mechanical difficulties and having to retire anyway. So. Yeah, his car. I mean, to rebuild the car in that time that they did, he did get a few laps out, but unfortunately he did have to retire. Yeah. Jumping backwards a little bit, let's go to qualifying. Qualifying was interesting, wasn't it? Yes. Um, it was uh, It was great to see, actually, uh, uh, what's your view, actually? Um, do you think they should bring track limit rules in? And if uh, for more tracks and moving on from that question again is, um, do you think that they should impede? Like, if anyone's impeding over track limits on any corner, should be reprimanded for it. it yeah. W- yeah, yeah. There's two white lines on the track for a reason. Yeah, I'm I've... I'm a strong supporter, and I think that I know you're talking about Hamilton's time in Q3. But yes. then you were saying there's also actual others in Q1 and Q2 that did lose their oh, time. Oh, yeah, of course. And there was at... even the awkward moment with Jensen Button having to get back in the car just before uh, Q2 because he thought he was knocked out. And then there was and there was questions over one of the other drivers' times that might be deleted and he could be getting back in. So he went and jumped back in the car again. It, yeah, it was, it's very awkward. Um, sort of. I, I think it needs to be more black and white. It does. And... I think the stewards must do that now. Like your time's gone. That's it. If you cross the line, that time's deleted. They need to. They need to make it a standard practice. And yeah, this is what uh, this needs to happen across the board on. Oh yeah, all tracks. You cross. If your four wheels go over the white line, I don't care if you're on the outside or the inside of it. If all four wheels go across that white line, your time should be deleted from qualifying. Mm, yeah, definitely, mate. It's something. 
they need to look forward at to the next few tracks and I think implement because I don't think there's been a backlash from the fans over it. I think everyone no, I thinks think it's a good thing and not a bad thing. It so it did put a lot of excitement back into Q three with everyone going, All right, I've I've got one in the bank. And what was surprising, I'm pretty sure Hamilton actually no, Hamilton didn't go quicker on his second lap, did he? He he went quickest, but he didn't go quicker than his original lap that got deleted. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can so tell you. So I don't think anyone actually went quicker on their second time out, though. No, they didn't. There was something happened, wind direction or something happened, and um, no one went quicker. And I think you're not getting the backlash of the fans and stuff that time because Hamilton went out and got his pole again. But I guarantee you, if something like that happened at Silverstone, because this was at Silverstone, a bunch of poms over there, if... Hamilton's time got deleted, and then he couldn't get the time, and he, say, qualified six, you would hear about it. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with you there, but I think it would they'd be wrong. That's yeah. just my view. It, it is. <laughs> and it's one, yeah. You cross four white, if you cross the white lines, all four wheels over it, I think your time should be deleted, and I have no issue with the race director or the driver stewards going, yep, you're all four wheels over, delete it. But as long as that happens on every track, yeah, I don't it, want it just a once-off. This needs to be a consistent thing across the board. The only complaint I had about it on the weekend was the fact that they were cho- picking and choosing which corners they were doing on it, and it made it look like really bad inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, they went all the way off the track. That time should be deleted. Oh, no, we're not looking at that corner. Fuck it. Look at all the corners. Yeah. <laughs> they can drive these drivers, so just stick to the tarmac. Drive between the white lines, and then you've got no issue. If they make a mistake and go off, it was a mistake. They lose their time. Yeah. They're pushing too hard. It was a mistake. That's all it was. Well, we've done it. You've Here we go. This is bringing back a few years. The Nissan GT Academy. Remember that came out on the PlayStation 3? Yeah. And the, so the, w- the GTR around Bathurst. Yes, very... Um, How annoying was that if you put two, white, put two wheels on that white line, your lap went red? Yes. Very <laughs> frustrating. You'd be on a flyer. Next minute, red lap, and yep. then you're like, far out. <laughs> but yeah, it just, taught you to stick within the lines. Like, we started off, we could barely get gold, and then by the end of it, I got in the top 100 of Australia. Yeah, it was it, it was a real, um, you had to train yourself, because one, the car moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. So, when you're up going through all the elevation changes and stuff across the top, all that car wanted to do was squiggle its way sideways over to the line. Yep. <laughs> um, which was frustrating at times, but yeah, it really did make you focus hard. Yeah. And that's, you know, these drivers, they're not silly. They're, you know, they can definitely do this. So They've got the skills to pay the bills. Yeah. Some of them are paying bills for the teams, but hopefully they've still got some skills. they got some skills. Um, but yeah, so that that's my opinion anyway on this whole... Crossing, like, four wheels over the track. Do it, get fined. Well, fine. Get your time cut. Do you have anything else to add from qualifying? No, no, other than, you know, other than how they uh, ended uh, up. Well, our favourite driver, Alonso, got back in the Q, Q3. Yeah, that was actually a really strong effort, again, from McLaren um, Honda. That was really, really good They're effort. They're consistently getting into Q3, which is really good. Yeah. No, promising. When it's they keep... Pushing with this motor and keep getting better. The car obviously is a lot better because you see it in the wet conditions and stuff like that, and that's still pretty good. So the cars, this car's almost there. Now they've just got to wait for that engine and uh, put the, the whole package together and 
strategy and whatnot and maybe in the next couple of years we can see them winning some races or at least podiums um one thing i did take away from qualifying was ferraris they struggled they weren't front runners no um you look here raikkonen qualified fifth and vettel sixth yep that's not good for ferrari they they should be doing better they did have the improvements they had a lot of pace the red bull ring and uh baku yep and then to come here where i thought yeah all right they've got they're pretty good in a straight line give them that they got a bit of downforce I thought they would be more competitive from what they were. Especially, um, they just signed Kimi again for, an, for another year as well. That was just announced that they locked him in for next year. It just was a bit of a deflating meeting for them. The The race meeting was just not the best. Yeah, well, quickly talk about drivers while I remember. Well, you've got Force India have announced those two, the yeah, paired up per, again. Uh, Perez and Hulkenberger there. You just, who's the moving? I don't think we're going to have that much moving going on. I think we got spoiled uh, last year in the talks. V8 supercars with half the team moving around. That this, with in Formula One, I don't think we're going to get too much movement. There's still questions over Massa, Massa, Massa and, and Kvyat and Button, um, uh, are the ones. So, that's the that's the question marks. Mm, I just yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I mean, we're a bit early in the season to start talking about moving, but I, I'm I'm happy to see Hulkenberg get signed for another year. And same as Perez. I think two of them are very highly rated drivers. Um, but anyway, we're getting a bit off topic, but our topics aren't set in stone, are they? <laughs> That's unlike us. Um, so we'll quickly round out your top 10. Hamilton got pole position back after originally having it deleted, uh, followed by Rosberg. Then you had Max Verstappen. Ricardo. Raikkonen, Vettel, Bottas, Saints, Hulkenberg, and Alonso. Jumping to the Sunday, I didn't watch any of the GP2 or anything, but... GP2 I'd... was exciting. Yeah, you were it's saying that. Wet. But yeah, GP2 was very exciting. There's a lot of um, a lot of passing and stuff going on. Those boys can really drive the wheels off it, and they're not scared to throw the car up the inside of the other bike. Yeah. So... It is uh, good really, watching it the GP2. It is. Um, sometimes I think it's better to watch than Formula 1, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, it, no, it was... Um, I was fingers crossed for a wet race for Formula 1, and it started that way, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I was excited. Um, turned the TV on, I think, about an hour before the actual race start and watching the Sky, um, Sky F1 pre-race. And, yeah, the clouds off in the distance, and I was like, oh, we could... Uh, maybe we'll start dry, but it could get wet. But then was about eight, nine minutes on the grid. It was absolutely bucketing down on the grid. That was in, but that was while Brundle's doing his pit walk, uh, pit lane walk, and he doesn't walk with an umbrella. He um he followed Ted's. <laughs> oh, he followed Ted's advice, where you don't use an umbrella on the front on the grid when you're doing your grid walk, because you get held up. It's easier to scoot around if you don't have an umbrella. Mm. Um, but you do get a lot. You do get very wet. Yes, this is very true. Um, and it was quite wet when that rain came in. Yeah, lots of big puddles and uh, a very wet start to the to the race. Now, yep, it raised its head again. You know what? It what, did. The safety car start. Now I got. I sent you a message before the race started, going, "Oh, your favourite's about to happen." Mm. Look, it's it's something that. 
fair enough, they probably needed to start it under safety car. That's mm-hmm. that's fine. But why do we trundle around behind the safety car for so goddamn long? It's like long? 10 laps or something. It's it, ridiculous. You know, it, we don't need to be out there for that long wasting the race. These are the best drivers in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is the pinnacle of motorsport. These blokes have driven in worse conditions, we and it's really wor- up to their own judgment. We had worse conditions in Austin last year. And this is what I was saying to you. Like I was texting you during the race going, oh, it's not that wet out there anymore. Like, yeah, right, there's still puddles and things, but drive around them. Like, you're paid millions of euros a year to drive these cars. Get a little wet. Mm. And I know safety things. As soon as you start under safety car, there has to be a certain, you know, all the standing water has to be gone off of because you've already implemented that there is a safety risk. That's why you start behind the safety car. Yeah. Obviously, they've got to go, well, we can't just go two laps around the safety car and go, oh, fuck it. Just you guys go out there and try not to wreck everything. Yeah. I, it's just something I think we need to stop pussyfooting around it and um, harden up a little bit and just let the boys go sort it out themselves. Harden up there princess will, and race. Yeah, there will be crashes, but um, let's make the cars safer with uh, the shields and stuff like that and not necessarily try and cotton wool the field yeah like all right start on safety car maybe that one only needed three or four laps just to get the water off the racing line yep agreed um, and, and also for people to site where the yeah, puddles are because they drove out they did their formation lap in the dry yeah and then to come back and everything just like it just pissed down and there was water everywhere yeah i don't the 10 laps or so that they did under the safety car was unnecessary and too long and then you did have the exciting bit once the safety car went in everyone come in and pitted yeah, that quick pit cycle. I don't know. Did anyone go from full wets to dries, or did everyone pretty much jump onto the intermediates? No, no one went to dries straight away, I don't think. So they went to the intermediates, which gave us a little bit of extra pit, you know, a couple of people doing the undercut and stuff like that. Yeah. But then when you did go onto your full dries, um, at about lap 13 or 14 or something like that, I think it was. Decil- deciphered. Hulk. It's meant to be you. Hulkenberg was very fast. At the start of the race. Yeah. Um, he was really, really quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure whether, you know, he just had the car hooked up. It just, he was passing people and chasing people down. Right. Um, he was doing a great job. It did look good. <laughs> Sorry, you de- deciphered your notes over there. Yeah, I just deciphered what I'd scribbled. Ah, oh, it's like Egyptian writing over there. It's <laughs> That's me sitting on the ground with Noah and <laughs> the pad off to my right hand side and going... I'll like, work out what like, that Daddy, means tomorrow. Daddy, let's play. No, Daddy's busy. He's watching the racing. It's, oh, it's like he'll, he'll, he'll cry and it'll be straight over top of one of the um, team radios. And Shut up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm trying to hear this. Jesus Christ, you're only three months old. Stop crying. Yeah. It's time to get a what, job. Yeah, what are you crying about, mate? I know. What a move. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um. All right, so then when a lot of the drivers started going onto the dries, because uh, they went, sorry, they started going onto the slicks. Do you think they went too early? Oh, actually, quickly jump back. When everyone was under the safety car, I'm going to put you on a hypothetical question. You're driving a Renault and you're 17th, 18th in the field going around the pack. It's drying up. Do you pit under safety car and put yourself on a set of intermediates 
you may fall back a few positions, but you've got the fact that they're on safety car, you can pretty much bunch back up again. Everyone's going to have to pit. Do you take that gamble? If you're one of the back-running teams, you're like, I can jump a few cars? Yeah, definitely. I think it was um, surprising that no one did it. Not only because the safety car was going quite slow and they were all struggling with tyre temp and brake temps. Hamilton almost passed the safety car. If I, I, I don't think there's a video of this, but if I can find a video of that, I'll put that in the show notes. But yeah, he, he pretty much went up the inside and almost nailed it. Yeah, he nearly uh, clipped the, the right rear of the safety car. Um, he came out today and said it was because his brakes were too cold. He couldn't pull the car up. But uh, it just would have been, I don't know, it, someone needed to think outside the box and do it. And yeah, well, I just think everyone sort of just followed. I mean, if you're, if you're back, if you're a Renault or a, maybe a Force India or even if you're a Button, you're, quite, you're back down the thing, Is it worth? it must be worth rolling the dice. Yeah, yep, definitely. I just... I'm just surprised no one took that chance. I mean, I know there are a lot smarter people in F1 than I am, but I don't know. Have a bit of a punt. Palmer, do you think he should have been penalised, Michael, with his uh, the fact that he got dropped without his right rear and he took off? Maybe the team. I think he already took a bit of punishment mm. as a driver. And this is the same thing that kind of happened with HRT in Townsville. You will not come out of the wheel it's yeah. on it was on Tanda's car Tanda didn't take the penalty for it yeah the team the took, team took the penalty mate like Lotus should I don't think Palmer himself should yeah, get Red, it but even then what are they going to do like a drive through for a team effort I know it's like you well, you win as a team you lose as a team yeah Renault got well he got a, a penalty for it mm-hmm. um, it just seemed like it was a double whammy like he he already Lost all that time in the pits where they pushed him back and put the wheel on. But this goes Nothing back. Nothing was, he was, I guess they, they just fit that under the um, unsafe release. But, you know, there was no loose tire on there at least. <laughs> yeah, but there was no tire on there. And you've got to question <laughs> that a little bit. Um, I mean, I know we can go back to like 2012 where uh, Schumacher got released without, at least he had a tire on. Wasn't done up. It came off a few corners later, but, um, yeah, no, nah, look, I'm going back to my whole stance with penalties. If, if you have a thing for an unsafe release and if that thing is that you don't have a tire on it, then you get penalized. Then yes, as long as these penalties are standard and consistent across the board, if, if someone else comes out and they don't have a tire on and then they should get the same penalty. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's, it it has to fit consistently, and it was so. It's just I think really this it's a safety it. thing, and we can't, you know, whinge too much about safety. You can't have someone going out there without a tire off. I mean, which one was it that? Wasn't there a tire that came off and hit a cameraman or something a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was. Um, it was Weber's or it was Weber was in that? It was, it was Weber's Weber. era. Yeah. It was Weber or Ricardo. It was one of the Australians. It was, I, yeah. I do remember it, yeah. And it hit him in the back and broke some of his ribs and mm. cost Formula One a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. In compensation and that. And this is saying, these are the reasons why you've got these rules in place. Yeah. So it's a safety thing. There's a lot of people running. One, I think they've got maybe too many people running around the pit lane. 
at some points. Like, you yep. think you've got how many camera crews, plus you've got all the team stuff walking out. You've got everything else. It's, the pit lane is not a safe it's place. Busy. It's, it's not busy. a safe place either. Vettel was one of the first onto the slicks, then had a big off when he didn't quite get the line right through the dry section of turn one. Lots of people struggled coming onto the slicks. I don't know if the track didn't dry as quick as everyone thought or if it was the whole some parts of the track did dry a lot better than others and then you've you got this weird combination where you're like, I wish I had a hybrid tyre where half the track it's slick and the other half is like an intermediate. Yeah, majority of them were all off in turn one. It was just 100% one line through there. Yep. It only had to be, you know, two or three centimeters to the left or the right. I lost and count. Gone. I lost count on the number of the cars that just went wide at turn one and just and used the escape road and just like three. you're like, it looks like a faster route. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, if they smoothed it out, it'd be, I think it'd be in trouble. Um, it definitely cut some time off. I know. I was just surprised. I was surprised at the number of cars that came off at turn one, and the number of cars that just struggled on the slicks. In the conditions that I didn't think was all that bad. Yep. Like, I didn't, I don't think that amount of rain really greened up the track and got all the rubber off of it. No, it was, it had been raining previously in the day, but so maybe, maybe there was more to, more to the story that yeah, I didn't get. Yeah, to what we, we didn't see. A driver that is making tyres last is Max. He is, he's doing a great job, isn't he? He's he driving years above his age. Yeah, he's doing um, he's doing a master's job. I, it's just several meetings in a row now. He's uh, he's really shining, so he's doing great. Yeah, he's, I, I, we were a little skeptical when we first talked about him taking over um, from Kvyat, but well, he seems to showing everyone. I mean, the best way to shut up your critics is get results, and this is another one that he's backed it up with. Yeah, it's very solid effort for him, and uh, well, he ended up second. And what about that pass on, on the outside? Around the outside. Uh, I can't remember if I messaged you or not, but I was just like, holy crap, is, you don't see a Red Bull go around the outside anymore. No, it was... Well, you uh, don't see people go around the outside there anyway. It was It was a great pass. It really was. It was. It's something actually... Rosberg, he sort of looked... Well, even worse than Riccardo, he looked wounded out there. Rosberg had that early stage when they were on the intermediates, and that's where that pass happened. Rosberg was struggling with, I don't know, his car wasn't set up right or something. It just, it didn't come to life. It, it came to life after the next, in the next phase of the race. Yeah, that definitely. First, Once that, it got onto slicks, it was quick. When he was in that phase of the race, when he was on the intermediates, he looked shit. And he dropped back from Hamilton so far. He had Verstappen right up on his, uh, you know, right up on his gearbox. He just he struggled, and I don't know what it was. I. And then as soon as he went onto the dryers, it's like boom, he's quick again. Verstappen was quick on the inters, but he was uh, one of the fastest men on the circuit. He was catching Lewis as well, but yeah, Rosberg did look like he struggled in the the cooler, wet conditions again. It's. Mm. I know he doesn't drive quite as aggressive as Hamilton and maybe he can't switch the tires on in that cooler temps. Um, but yeah, it just, it was something that I, you know, surprised but me. I Ros thought they would be on top of it again. Rosberg also struggled a bit in Monaco too in the same type-ish conditions. Yeah, that's what On I, the intermediates, yeah. he just, yeah, he just, I don't know, maybe he just can't do it. I don't know. 
Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I'm surprised they're not on top of it already. Mm. Worked out why it happened and how to rectify it. So, simulate a time or something to just make sure he can he can do it better next time. Talking about Rosberg. Yep. Seventh gear, no longer operating. Can't get in and out of it. Team Radio raises its head again. Yeah. Now, I was actually really happy last night when I watched that. And then they said that because he's just like, Rosberg's come on the radio. He's just like, ah, gearbox, gearbox, straight up. Okay, Nico, go to chassis default one, stay out of seventh. He's like, yep. you just have to shift through it. Yep. And I was like, oh, finally, the FIA has come to their senses and letting them tell him a little bit. That's not telling him how to drive, like, that's not telling him how to win the race. No, that's, that's just, just telling, telling him like, how to finish it. This is how you, you're going to have to do this to get your car to the end of the line. They weren't saying, oh, well, you know, now you're going to have to defend harder with, you know, uh, Verstappen behind. They weren't telling there was no aiding the driver. It was just, if you don't do this, your car's going to fucking break. Yeah, it's something that needs to be fixed. This whole, and it's set a precedence now. 10 second penalty was quite yep. light. Yep. So now, and I told said to you before, Next race, say Hamilton's 15 seconds out in front, gearbox issue like that, the team can just be like, yep, go to this setting, don't use seventh, say it's the same issue, yep. drive around it, keep your 10-second buffer. Well, they probably won't say that, but they know that if if Hamilton comes out and then they're like, oh, no, we're, we're, you know, you're getting disqualified from the race, then you can jump up and down and be like, no, you've set a precedent. Talk on the radio about your thing. 10-second penalty. Yeah, it will be interesting to watch this space because I think other teams will definitely definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. If you know it's only 10 seconds, I mean, 10 seconds is a lot. It is, but let's face the facts. At the end of a... 10 seconds only drop him down one. one position. Yeah, end of a Formula 1 race, 10 seconds is quite often not even one position. So I think the FIA could have shot themselves in the foot over that one. Yep. If now the teams just know that Talk on the radio about something, it's a 10-second penalty. Well, sometimes it may be worth biting the bullet, taking that penalty to stay out. Well, if You're you going to get more that, points that yeah, way. One place versus DNF. Yeah. Maybe it's something they, they probably can't don't want to change at mid-season, but it's definitely something that they need to rectify for next year. Scrap the rule. No no telling the driver how to pass. Let him... I go on this every weekend, goddammit. Someone from the FAA, listen to my show. Um, it's, it just, you have to scratch your head at some of the things that they do. Race result. Yep. I'm going to go through the podium. All right. Well, the podium you had. The, the, the. Revised podium. Revised, yes. Podium. Right. So the revi revised podium was, uh, Lewis Hamilton coming home, claiming, I think it was his fourth British GP win. Yeah. And it's third in a row or something. Like yeah. That, uh, he. Well done, Lewis. A good drive. Um, and I think he did really well for the fans. Yeah. He drove he around that. Like, I swear he was probably the last car to get back into the pit lane by the end last, of it. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to yeah. do skids too, but he had to save his gearbox. Yeah. I would have done it. Fuck it. Do a skid. Oh, he's thinking championship. I know you're thinking championship, but God. He's already got a hard road ahead. Yeah. He's on the last engine. There's a lot of races to come. He's definitely going to take at least one more engine. Yeah, I know. But for the fans, let them do a skid. 
If anyone would do it, but it would be him, I reckon. I was expecting the British flag tucked in the um in the cockpit. Yeah. He's done that a few times where he wins the race and pulls out the old British flag. And like I think that's good. Like that's good. And what him going around waving to everyone and like driving off the track and doing all that. I think that, you know, fan involvement was good. And there was a shit ton of people out. 170-odd thousand, I think they said, on the telecast. Yeah, it was heaps. Heaps. Did you see, like, when they're doing the podium, the number of people that's jumped onto the track and then running around? Yeah, it's hacked up. It's not not quite um, Monza Not Monza levels. But it was was a good effort. Like, yeah, lots of people. And, I mean, the British people, they love their motorsport and they love their Formula 1 and I think, you know... They do need a bit to cheer up at the moment. So I think Andy Murray won Wimbledon and Hamilton won is um the British GP. So the Brits are pretty happy at the moment. Yeah, solid effort for them on the weekend. <laughs> so, well done. Um, anyway, so we had, I think we just talked about Hamilton for a bit. Uh, the podium. Verstappen coming pr- second. Promoted up to second. That um, It's another second for him. He's just doing... Three podiums this year so far since he's been really well. What's he been with them for five meetings now? And it's three, yeah, well he's, three he's catching podiums? Ricardo in the um championships. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's been out driving Ricardo at the last few meetings, so there's been a few dodgy calls that Ricardo probably could do without, but um, you know, you can't take it away from him. He did everything right, he did, and um, yeah, good result. So then you had Rosberg in third. Obviously, after his 10-second penalty. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo coming home in fourth. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen fifth. Sergio Perez in uh, sixth. Nico Hulkenberg in seventh. Carlos Saints. Did you see his slide? Yeah, it's impressive, wasn't it? The save. I've got a video of this. I'm going to link that in the show notes. And that and Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Drifted. Saints one was amazing. Saints almost went backwards. Yeah, it was... um, God, he, he couldn't have gone I got much more angle on that without spinning all the way out. Scafey would have lost it watching that. Oh, that <laughs> is car control. Yeah, that would have been Scafey's car control moment of the weekend. Yeah, and that goes to Carlos Saints. <laughs> um, but, I mean, because Formula Ones don't like going sideways. No, once they break bit. traction, that's it. They go around. And Carlos held that at, like, 90. Like, he was... Not, like, not well, he wasn't the, holding. It's not like he's like full lock, got foot planted, like one hand out the window, like yeah, shaka bra. It's not like that. But well, that's Carlos's heritage coming out there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is rally. Yeah, his dad's rally champion. His so. old man in the pits, like I taught him that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that no, was impressive. And um, yeah, but Sebastian Vettel's one, he had a bit of pace coming in that one too. That was a big slide. There's some big moments actually. When the track started to dry up and people were committing a little bit more and then all of a sudden they'd end up that slightly little bit offline, people were uh, getting it all wrong and uh, having some big moments. So it was exciting in that period of the race to actually watch. Kvyat in 10th, did well to get back up there. Yeah, he did. He got himself a um a point. Shame about the two McLarens. Um, they both fell out of the points. Yeah, same with Massa. Massa and Button. Uh, but- uh, Bottas, sorry. JD. Townsville. Yes, mate. Home of HRT. Well, we did call it uh, last... I called it. 
uh, I think I podcast. called it in like the first podcast episode where I said HRT are only strong at Townsville. Yeah. Street tracks really is their strength. Yeah. Um, Not real racetracks. No. <laughs> uh, and some of that might come down to their drivers as well. Uh, street tracks, a uh, driver tends to be able to wrestle the car around a bit more. So James Courtney, um, we don't know if he's going to stay at HRT next year. Yes, very interesting. That's come out today. He doesn't know if he wants to go race international series. What series is he looking at, or has he not made any announcements? Um, there wasn't anything that I'd seen that he'd gone this series in particular. But, like, a lot of people don't realize. Looking at James Courtney's Wikipedia page, you can see how much he's actually achieved in his time. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He was a world junior car champion in 1995, a world Formula A champion in 1997. He was British Formula Ford champion in 2000. He broke the record for the win most wins in a Formula Ford race, uh, most wins of a Formula Ford race in one season. And then he drove for the Junior Jaguar Formula 3 team in 2001, winning his first Formula 3 race on debut in a Formula 3. Yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's not easy to do. That's Formula 1 And then he went on... Potential. And then he went on, and he was a test driver for the Jaguar Formula 1 team, which... That's, that's now Red Bull. It is. Jaguar it is. into Minardi and... Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it was Weber's team back then. Yeah. It was testing for him at Monza in 2002, and he had a high-speed crash there. And we just had a quick look at it. If I can find a video, I'll link it in the show notes. But he hit the barrier to 306 k's an hour, and this that pretty much ruined his um, Formula 1 career. He hit the barrier with such force that it bounced back at 70 kilometers an hour. They estimate that it was a 67G impact. Yeah, it, it, by the sounds of it, he was quite hurt too. Yeah, well, um, it was actually Michael Schumacher was the one that pulled him out of the car because uh, Schumacher was there testing for Ferrari. And it goes on to say that Courtney was freaked out that he found that he couldn't move the right side of his body. He was bleeding from his eyes. He explained that it took a year, He explained that it took him a year to recover and that he couldn't walk without getting a migraine and that anything would set it off. Noise, light, just anything. That's not what you want. Because yeah. a, 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 at this stage, he was trying to get to Formula 1. Yeah, and he was doing all the right things. That's very impressive. There's, you, you don't read many driver profiles from their younger days that are that full of that, championships. Like, and they're not the Australian champions. They're world champions. Yeah. And he's competing like to get the junior world karting champion. That, that's against everyone else that's trying to be a Formula 1 driver. Yep, agreed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And I think... Um, oh... And his highest accolade on his thing, he appeared in the 2007 season of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> so it means he's got fancy footwork on the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think Courtney can go out and do other racing like if he wants to. And I can understand. like Maybe he's just like, he feels stuck in a rut here at HRT. If you've well, done that many years, like since he came across in two, uh, 2011, he came across to HRT. It's not like he's been fighting for championships then. No, not at all, mate. He's um. You got to get to HRT. Point. HRT brought him. Yep. And then HRT went backwards. Yeah, well, I mean, he's what thirty six now. Don't so, get me wrong; he probably did the right thing leaving DJR. Yeah, well, he didn't really have a choice on that. That was a 
That was yeah. a real iffy thing. Like, didn't Dick sign Steve without yeah, yeah, consolidating half already, the team? Yep, they had already had another driver signed. This is the non-confirmed inside word, but they had a, another driver signed to the team and then Courtney's contract was up for renewal and then Dick went out and signed Stephen Johnson again, which made Courtney no longer have a seat. So Courtney had to go out and find a seat. I don't know if any of that's true and it's unconfirmed, but... But we're running with it. Yeah, that that was the inside wave back many So you heard it ago. first here, Dick Johnson kicked out James Courtney. <laughs> yeah, kicked out the the champion. championship winner. Um, we don't know. But no, I think he does have... If he wants to go race, then I can understand him wanting to leave. Why not? Well, you can't stay at the same... If, if, he, if, if he can't feel that he can't be competitive in this season, this championship consistently, then why not try something? I don't see HRT really he was, making any vast improvements at the moment either. He was saying the big thing will be his family. Like, will he move his family across the world for him to go racing? Because obviously this is looking at probably a European aspect. Yeah, maybe a GT category or something like that. I'm not sure. But that's all in the pipeline. So if that happens, well, maybe Scotty Pye can go to HRT. Do you think that'd be a good move for him, Scotty Pye over with Tanda? Ooh, it'd be interesting to see how the contract negotiations would go with the fact that his uh, driver manager is um, Roland. Roland Day. Yeah, but I mean, you got to put that in the back and not worry about it. But I don't think HRT doesn't seem to be a nice environment for young drivers at the moment. They've got too much going on, and I think that they're keeping their two drivers currently because they're experienced and they can rely on them. If you put a new, if they're doing this whole reshuffle and trying to fix everything and fire people, get new people in, whatever they're doing, if a young driver goes to HRT and struggles at the start, that's going to kill his career. And I don't think you're going to find too many. I mean, I know some young drivers will jump at a chance to get anywhere, but you got to think about it. Do you want to be a young driver and jump straight into a front-running team, or do you want to work your way up? Because this is something I haven't actually asked you about this. It's completely off our list of what we're going to talk about. Do you think Pro Drive was the best move for Cam Waters, coming straight out of Dunlop to in a front-running team where everyone expects him, like, well, you, you're in a championship-winning car. Get up the front. Short, yes, it was a good move for him. To get into the main game. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got the best support. He was driving ProDrive car. It was all hunky-dory. It all it looks good for him. He's he's going to have the best driver mentors and whatnot. And he can look at four cars worth of data instead of just looking at his data and one other car yeah. to help him go faster. Maybe it might hurt him a little bit more in the fans' view because people expect him straight away to be fast. Mm-hmm which is probably not going to happen in his first year. No, yeah, I just that's the one thing I was thinking. Of. Like maybe it's it's maybe it is better to start off with your lower teams. Get that bit of experience so then when you do move up to the front teams, you're more consistent. Well, you're going to capitalize on your pace then. Yeah. Um cuz I mean, no, like, I, if I'd it rather... takes him a few years to mature into the main game and he struggles for those first few years, are the team really going to be like, "Oh, you're not as good as we thought. Like we're expecting instant results, because you got to think about it, they're coming out of Mostert and Pie 
I mean, Scott, a lot of people forget, Scotty Pye did end up winning a race with DJR in one of his first years. Um, yeah, Scotty and so did a good Mostert. driver. Um, and then you've got the likes, you know, you've got the other ones that have come up that have all, you know, graduated from the Dunlop series. You've Scotty McLaughlin. Is Waters going to be just as competitive? Well, I think he was already with the family, so I don't, I wouldn't have seen him going somewhere else unless they had like a sister like a team. Lease, like a lease your driver, which is what they That's did. That's what I to mean, like a, a sister team, but they no longer have it really with Penske. Mm-hmm. Because Penske's, they're starting to develop their own gear. It's, they're not really dependent on um, PRA anymore. So it, it, I don't think they had that same luxury that they had. You know, we'll we'll give you a driver. You know, as long as you put them in the car. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm not taking anything away from Cam. I think he's fine. But I, it's just something that I, I was thinking. I'm like, will jumping straight from the Dunlop into a front runner. It may look like a great move, but are you reaching too far ahead? Yeah, it's it's he's gonna get from his point. It's probably gonna be better for him because sponsors are gonna look at him and stuff more because mm-hmm. he will be, even though that he's struggling a little bit compared to the other cars in his team. He's still midfield. He's he not is. coming last. It's, yeah, he's not sh- super struggling. He's you know you know he's so, struggling compared to Frosty. Yeah, so he's doing he's doing a great job and um. Yeah, that's that's essentially all he's probably wants in himself as well, you know, is to just be in that mid pack and slowly push forward and find his feet and get, keep moving. So Quick. race one qualifying for the weekend, Michael. I didn't watch it. Um, Jamie Winkup. He was whole again. Form. He was he was quick. Sun I sad day. He was the one to catch. I was gonna say, I. I I did watch some of the race on uh, on Saturday. I was actually um, a bit busy, but I did manage to watch a lot of the race. And what I got from it was Jamie Winkup of old. He just controlled it. He yeah, he did. He looked like the old Jamie Winkup. Yep. Um, excellent drive. I saw it by how the, how he raced on the Saturday. I was like, well, congratulations, Jamie. You got yourself a back to back race win. I thought he was going to do it on the on the Sunday. He didn't, like, he struggled a little bit on the Sunday because he finished fourth. Horrible result for Jamie. Um, Something to take away from qualifying, uh, James Courtney. Yes. Up in third. What an effort. I think there's a news article on supercar of, yeah, supercars.com uh, of on the day when James Courtney got his third. He said it felt like a pole. And this is something we did speak about when we talked about it at the top of the show. HRT are strong at Townsville. They um, are. They are. Well, you we, look at Ian, um, Red Bull. Sorry, Jamie Winkup's the strongest at Townsville. He's he has had the, the most, most wins. wins. Yeah, uh, but HRT in the last few years, I think we think they're strong there because they actually pop back up at the top of the field where they haven't been anywhere else. Three years in a row. This is another one. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure three years in a row. Courtney second. Yeah. On Sunday. Yep. Yep, it's 100% correct. And I didn't put any money on him. Should have. Then it was Chaz. Yeah, Chaz had a good qualifying session. They were they were quick in the second half of the race. Look at this this split time there. There's Not nothing much in, in it. it. Not much in it between him and Wood and Waddle. Uh We had Will Davison in sixth. Uh, Tim Slade in seventh. Caruso in eighth. James Moffat actually... James Moffat out-qualified um, Scott McLaughlin. 
He did, mate. He did that a great, great job. Good it was job. A, it wasn't just uh, Scotty having a bad qualifying either. It was no, it was Moffat having genuine did, pa- genuine pace. Yeah, he did a great job. He qualified ninth. Um, then you had Fabian Coulthard in the pink car coming tenth. Yep. Um, then you had Lounsey in eleventh, and Davy Reynolds did a really good job at twelfth. But see, you look at that. You had Garth Tander in twentieth, and then you had James Courtney in third. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Garth copied James's setup for Sunday. Garth raced really well. He always does, but I know. So like we used to do a V eight supercar tipping, where you had to like pick the race winners and most positions most positions gained. gained. At the moment, if if anyone out there's doing it, Garth Tander gets most positions gained. We used to use it with uh, I used to use Pastor Malvinado as my most positions gained figuring. He'd probably crash out and qualify and start from pit lane. Had to make a few positions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That worked a few times. All right. And we'll go on to the race now. Yes. Ra- race 14 results. Jamie, solid effort. Yep. Come home for the win. He drove out. He had a huge lead at the end. Um, that all got diminished by the safety car right at the end with, I believe it was Percat. Percat, yes. Percat crashed out. And the, the guys at Townsville did a good job to get that off. The rate, like, get that off in a danger position. Yeah, just I was tuck really it surprised, actually. Well, I was looking at it going, they do not have enough time to get that on the truck. Get the yep. truck out the way. Yeah. And to have enough rate. Because there's only a few laps left. I think they got a two-lap sprint. Yeah, it was a, it was really surprising because he, he didn't try to drive back to the pit lane because his steering was buggered. And then they flat-toed it with someone in it steering it. To get it around the corner, I went... Yeah, hmm. but it didn't want to turn around that corner. I know, but someone still made it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, well, that happened. Anyway, that, that happened. Bunch of the field up. Solid points for the championship leader. It was. He's He started to get himself a good little buffer at the moment. Yeah, he's back looking strong again. Yeah, he wants Jamie that Wink number of, one. Yeah, Jamie Winkup of old. Yep. Shane Van Gisberg did a pretty good result too. He's been really strong in the last few races nice and, and consistent. qualifying. Yep, he's he's been listening to us when I said he needed to lift his consistency. Yep, he nice work, Shane. Um, yeah, good good effort, mate. Yeah, cheers for listening. <laughs> uh, Frosty, Frosty recovered from a shocking weekend that he had in Darwin, to, uh, third uh, this weekend. So that's that's good haul of points, hundred twenty nine points. Yeah, another another strong effort. And Mostert came home in um in fourth. Where did Ren- Reynolds? Reynolds didn't do too bad. Reynolds moved up one. I'm just looking at Reynolds because he was, he was a driver that I really kept an eye out for this weekend. Thinking he, I know it says Erebus, but it's 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 HRT. It's a walk and chalk car. He was punching above his weight for a lot of the weekend. Yeah, especially the Sunday. He was driving the we'll, wheels we'll, off that car. We'll jump to the Sunday qualifying Sunday. Shane, shootout man. He did good to get into the shootout. Well, he, he set the fastest lap. That's all you need to do. And he set it by a bit. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, like Once again, it was the two red... hundredths of a second. Hey, mate, that's huge in V8 supercars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the, v- the V8s, the Red Bull racing cars, they just... They are untouchable um, in this qualifying session anyway. Like they were the weekend... Uh, the yeah, it was nearly session before. Frosty was nearly as slow as a wet week behind them. You know, he's uh, uh, what was that one and a half tenths off? Yeah, that's that's, that's a long way. 
It's like days away. <laughs> um, and then you had Will Davison in fourth and Lounsey in fifth, the other two triple eight cars, and they did good, you know. I was going to say, did it surprise you with Lowndes that he was not quicker this weekend? Yeah, Lowndes struggled this weekend. I don't know. Lowndes has never done well at Townsville. This is, I remember one year that he was, I, I don't think he was leading the race, but he was, you know, needed to really push to get a good position and somehow he fucking hit it into pit lane limiter around one of the things and just stuck doing 40 for a bit. Yeah, I remember that and couldn't work out what had happened. And it's like for two turns, he was stuck doing 40 and then they're like, you're in the pit lane limiter. He's like, oh yeah, boom, off he goes. Yep. He just, this is one of the, I don't, he's never won at Townsville. It's an Achilles heel. That and... Pukakoi, I think he said that he's never won it. He's done well at Pukakoi before, Bob. Yeah, Townsville's not a Lowndes strong point. You don't go no. to Townsville, you're like, I'm going to put 50 bucks on Lowndesy getting on the podium. Yeah, you'd be wasting your money. But still, fifth in the to get into the shootout, that was good. Uh, Scotty bounced back on the Sunday. He looked a lot happier uh, in the interviews and stuff with him too. It was but the car looked more settled on the track too. Yeah, yep. I wonder when they're going to fix that car up for uh, Moffat, when they're going to actually get that car to where he wants it. Next year, when yeah, Moffat well, becomes number one driver. I agree. Yeah, next year, I think they they will make some setup changes. They're probably already trying to work that out now. Jeez, I hope they do. They need Otherwise, to. they're going to be nowhere. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm... Oh, and once again, uh, I wonder who's going to go into that seat. A young driver. I'm just going to put it out there. It's going to be a young driver. Gary's really good at bringing up the young guys. I don't know if he's got a driver in his stable. Yeah, he already um, has a couple in the development series. So, yeah, he definitely got some people that he could... But are they at the same... Like, he was really lucky with McLaughlin. Well, McLaughlin won the McLaughlin championship. McLaughlin won the championship. Pramat couldn't race. And then after he won the championship, he's like, get in the car and drive, mate. Yep. Uh, it will be interesting to see. What's that space. Um, Davy Reynolds, eighth into the shootout. How happy were you, you got to be with that? That is amazing, eh? I was happy. Yeah, it's uh, it was a great effort. Um, as well as Scotty Pye and another HRT into the shootout. Garth Tander. Tander, Tander recovered from his qual- uh, his shocking qualifying on the um the sad day to get into the shootout on the Sunday. With the shootout, Tander was first one to go out and. He knew he wasn't, he's like, he was realistic. He's like, I'm not going to go out. He's not going to qualify first. You know that. Um, so he just went out on a old set of tires. Yeah. Saved a set of new so- that's a smart socks move. for the race. So 200k race. You're not going to win it off the front line. No, you, it's one of those races where strategy and stuff's going to get you up the front anyway. So to go out on the old set to set 10th, that's that's a good effort. Um, Scotty Pye came home. It was home respectful. In- Respectful time as well. It was quite quick for... Um, well, you look at the time between Scotty and Tanda. Yeah, there's it's stuff nothing in it. it. Um, you know, it, he was he went faster than that than he was in his his qualifying time. He went faster than the shootout. Everyone did. Yeah, they the GTs put down some nice sticky rubber. Yeah, I was messaging you. I actually, um, I didn't know if you were watching it, and I messaged you when Reynolds said his lap because he was like third one to go out or something and he just said blistering time like yeah was well quick. he was way quicker uh than uh tander and pie yeah 
And then to go out and he had like David Reynolds had Scotty McLaughlin and Chaz Mostert behind him on the grid. You must feel pretty good. Like he's put that on the third row in position five. Yeah, good solid effort. effort and raced well as well. Mm. Um, Scott McLaughlin, nice solid effort mid mid uh, mid pack in the ten. There he did not a bad lap for converting from his Saturday qualifying to his Sunday. He did a really good. Strong. Did good. The two Red Bull guys, they were the last ones to come out in the track, and they just I don't know if the just the temperature or sign they just didn't make the car work, and they came home third and fourth, like Jamie and Shane. I think the big one take apart, uh, take away from the shootout was um, Frosty. Yeah. Just pulled that lap out. Did it, Craig Lowndes did a great job to start uh, to get second. Yeah. But then you look like Frosty was a good chunk ahead. Like we know in V8s we're talking about hundreds and thousands. Thousands of a second, yeah. And you know, Frosty had a pretty good, um, pretty good, good cushion. Going into the race on the um, Sunday for race 15 at Townsville, I think Lowndes is just going to forget about the start of that one. Yeah, he just Couldn't did get not it get off it off the line. The line eh? Couldn't get off line, got swamped. Reynolds. He Reynolds and Lowndes pretty much swapped positions. Oh, there was another car got in the way. But because Reynolds just jumped with Jamie and Shane on the, start line, on this, on yeah. the main straight. Yeah, he did. He put it up the inside and just kept it going all uh, all the way up in there and got it got the job done. Yeah, he, he, and he held his position for so long, like to I the know. point that I I I messaged you. I'm like, oh, I'm regretting not putting twenty bucks on Davy for a podium. And this was coming to the dying stages of the race, and you're like, I've got three dollars on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make thirty. Hey, gamble. Hey, I don't. I don't gamble big. <laughs> no, no, don't gamble big. Gamble smart. <laughs> yeah, and um, you put your life savings on black. <laughs> uh, it was. It was a real shame, actually. I was. Oh God, I had my fingers crossed for him. I wanted to see him do really well, and I think he still did. Where did he finish? He he dropped down the the grid. Yeah. After they they didn't um they they didn't pit again. Yeah, they they didn't didn't pit again, and then all the guys that had pitted come after him. He was the f- he was the um the last one in the down the grid. The last one not, not to, to pit, pit at yeah. that final. Yeah, so he so was the last were... one on old rubber, and everyone else in front behind him was on fresh, and he got swamped. Yeah, um, yeah, he got absolutely swamped on the restart. But yeah, that was either way. way that was a good race. Like he, I know you didn't get the result you wanted, but yeah. you have to be proud of that. You were punching above your weight for the most Erebus of that weekend. Did a great job, and um, it was good to see how happy they were, Betty, in that. I don't know if they thought they could get a podium out of it, but he was up there on chip pace most of that race yeah. and it was really good effort. It wasn't like it was a luck in qualifying that, you know, it rained or something. It was, no, he had genuine pace. He had it all throughout the whole weekend. And I just think they did a great job. Can you imagine if he had a pitted? Courtney was bo- the car behind him. Courtney finished second. Yeah, I messaged you and I said, if you're in well fifth to eighth pit. Yeah. And we were having this discussion because... Um, Lounds. Lounds, yeah. We were already talking about pit stops. It was sad. To, it was sad. It was. I was angry watching Lounds. I was yelling at it, going, yeah, just just pit, box. Just, pit the man. Jesus. He can't. He's, he's struggling. 
He was so slow. He was the slowest car on the grid. They're holding him out there. He pretty much came down the last year like, well, what are you losing? Like, you're going to go a lap down. Who cares? You're last anyway. you got to yeah. do something. I'm not sure why what they were waiting for. And it was interesting to see after the race and actually find out why that was. Mm. They, they put mixed, the wrong they put tires, the wrong tires on, the on. Like, this is something that Triple Eight don't do. Some, they need that's to. That's a big problem. Like, that is going to be, someone's going to get. Someone's going to get their ass handed to them because of that. Yeah, that is a big problem. That And it hurt him championship-wise big time. Yeah, well, he's fallen off. He's now fifth. I think he was second. Yeah, it's it's um it's hurt him big time. So it's, it's, real just, it's not good enough. Yeah, they need to really pick that up. They're the front running team. They are the the benchmark. Everyone sets their they want their crew to be as good as Triple Eight. Um and Jamie didn't shine quite as good as he did on the Saturday, but still Jamie got the rough home. Jamie got the rough end of the pineapple in the pit strategy. Yeah, he's stacked. Um, he stayed out where they pitted Shane. Mark Dutton's come out and said, you know, that Jamie didn't get the the preferred call that what he needed. No, they they didn't do the normal uh, driver ahead gets the gets the number one strategy. Shane flat spotted. Uh, what's his right? Shane had a big front. lock up. Can't remember now, but uh, one of his front tires he, he flat spotted front really bad, yeah. and uh, so they decided. Well, Jamie, we're gonna put you on strategy yeah, number you two. Stay out, <laughs> and we're look. It was pretty amazing what they did with him, Bob. Did you see how much fuel they took on compared to everyone yes. else? Um, to the point that I think he didn't need a stop. For the next, or if he, uh, you know, he didn't need to. I think he took on a little bit of fuel the next stop, but however oh, long back it took, up the field, it however long it took to put tires on, that's how long he had fuel. Did you notice going on to pit stops? There was a lot of issues with um, wheel nuts and tires not going on this weekend. I was yeah. like, I don't know if it's the guys are just going. Well, we're governed by fuel anyway. We can take fucking thirty seconds to get four wheels on. We, you know, we could get it done in two, but who cares? We've got 30 seconds because we're going to be standing here anyway. Yeah, I agree. It it definitely seems like they've taken their eye off the ball. Um, was it Jason Bryant? Yeah, you talking about had a wheel? big problem. No, no, that had a, a big uh, radio um, sort of outburst in Darwin when they, because we had the safety car at the start of the race. They said, as soon as they get rid of this man- mandatory minimum drop, it'd be better. Because, you know, these cars climbing over tyres, there's cars that touch it, hitting each other. Yeah, well, I saw... It's putting um, a lot of the crews at, in danger. I think it was Will Davison or someone ran over all the airlines from Triple Eight on the weekend. Mm. It was the back one. But like, there's so much shit hanging down there, and now they've all gone to these big spoilers that hang off the back. Have you, you've seen it in DTM, where they take off with the fuel line connected and they collect a few people. It's Yeah, yeah. It's, we've said this look, I, I, I don't think it should go, because I actually like the minimum drop. Yeah. I like the fact that it, it makes them work on strategy, and if there's a safety car and someone's... It's not the smart game, but someone played their, their game early and... You know, took the um, opportunity. Yeah, it took the you know 
damage their track position to put more fuel in so that they didn't compromise themselves as much at the end of the race and then they get a lucky safety car. Mm. Good on them. That's what mixes... There's, there's, V8 Supercars is doing... Oh, sorry, Virgin Australia Supercars is doing a great job of making it unpredictable. You can... You know, have, I can't... Should have oh, been, man. We, been predicted, we predicted HRT to do very well here. Yeah, but I, I'm not just saying that, but it's very hard to pick an, an individual winner Yeah, for a race because there's been so many, and it's for reasons like this. As soon as there's a safety car and these minimum drops and stuff like that, everyone's got different amounts of fuel and stuff that they need to take in, and uh, it's it's making the racing really, really uh, interesting. Mm. No, it is. It's It's... They've got a good little category. I just hope they keep improving it. They, I know like it doesn't need to be super improved at the moment, but over time, things will become stagnant. And this is the talk that we had with Jamie and Shane and Darwin. Yes, with the Car of the Future Spec 2 sort of thing. Oh, no, not even that. We're, we're asking, you know, we asked Jamie about the the fact that now they've gone away from the two race strategy and now, you know, there's more strategy involved because there's a 120 K race on the Saturday and then you got the 200 on the Sunday. And he's like, yeah, but after a while, everyone runs the same strategy anyway. Yeah, it is it's true. Like the he's... best strategy is, you know, a random strategy as such. Yeah, that, that was something he did bring up. You know, he's like, everyone works out how long the tires are going to last. So we all pit at the same time. We all pit and take the same amount of fuel and, it's like when you change the rules for a couple of meetings, it's awesome because it no one knows trying exactly. to work out the exact right strategy. But after someone works out what the exact right strategy is, everyone copies it. Yeah, which they're gonna do. Which, which is yeah, of right. course they're gonna happen. The only time you get people pitting in earlier and stuff is if they think they can make those tires last a few extra laps, and then you force everyone else onto the tires. So his view was we need to continuously change it up every meeting, have slightly different length races or whatnot. I think we should experiment. We should bring a little bit of the Formula One over to V8 Supercars and give them that third compound. That has well, made the Formula One racing interesting. Well, there was calls by Russell Ingle for a super soft for V8 Supercars. Yeah. Why we'll not? See, why not? The, the, these softs at most of the tracks are lasting quite Fuck a few it, make laps. it a 20, super hard and there's 25 it to does 30 like laps. 50 laps. Like, I don't care. Give them that third tyre. Yeah, given that third option, that's like you can use. Well, majority like, no. But the problem with it is, you go the hard tires useless in V8s. Yeah, they can't push it. They, they, they there's no grip. They're just sort of coasting but around. That they're such a heavy cars car. Done superficially, they've decided to undertire these cars. Yeah, exactly. So the car is just sort of it, everyone's dancing around there on the edge of their grip, um, trying to keep the cars going around. Why not make them, you know, we'll bin the soft tire and we'll have, uh, sorry, bin the hard tire and we'll have a soft tire and a super soft. Then we got strategy back in the game with tires and you also got fast racing. Both compounds have the grip where you can push harder on them. Mm -hmm. You can take too much out of the tire and you can hurt it, which puts strategy back in it. Yeah, but uh, I know it's not going to be the same, but then you're going to get a little bit like what we've got at the moment where you're like, you're the same as like Formula One. Now they've got that the super soft or the ultra soft, ultra the purple soft, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just become the new super soft, and the super soft is now the new soft. Well, it'd be, it would be interesting to see. See, 
Formula One's tires are a little bit different to V8s. They they well, they've gone to Pirelli and like make these tires fail. Yeah, and there are different things with them, like the uh, operating temperature window. They're really specific, so that's something. Um, maybe, you know, maybe that's something they can engineer. Dunlop can engineer into our tires as well. You got to push well, them so hard, otherwise they'll go off. Or if you push them over this, they'll go off. But I think that I'd prefer they didn't. I, I like the road we're on right now. Mm-hmm. The, the sticky, sticky tires make them last and. Um, if you overwork them, they'll go off. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, like, have a set of, an optional super soft. One set for the weekend. Boom. Ooh. Yeah, you got two qualifying sessions, you got a top 10 shootout, and you've got two races. How do you make one set of tyres that that's going to be no, half a second quicker than everyone That's really else? good. If you give them one set of tyres that are super quick, that you can only use in for one stint over the whole weekend, that go that that puts in a bit of extra strategy. It does, uh, you know, only at these longer races where they're going to have multiple pit stops anyway. But well, now even now, like the Saturday races and the Sunday races, and we've said this before on the show, the Saturday Sunday races are the same points now. So it you can. A lower team or anyone can take the risk and be like, "All right, let's let's use our tires on the Saturday, and we'll push hard on the Saturday because if we get a race win on the Saturday, it's less case, still same amount of points." Yeah, yeah, I agree. Especially if you're given that extra set of tires, just random. Well, set. this weekend was same same distance both days. Yeah, but I think Townsville's the only one that does that, and that's mm. why it's called the four hundred. We should probably go back to the. The race. Yeah. <laughs> we've, only, we've only been talking for about 45 minutes. Um, uh, so. Can we talk about James Courtney yet? James Courtney. Go for it, mate. You little ripper, James. Mate. Like we said, I was sitting there messaging you going somewhere between, I think it was six and eight. I'm like, anywhere there, you've got the best opportunity to pit. Put a new set of tires on while everyone was struggling at the end and just drive home. And look what he did. He finished up 10 places overall. He, he did get a little bit lucky with when with he came in the pits. Yeah. Everyone behind him followed him. Doesn't if matter. No that's one racing. Followed, yeah, but if no one had followed him, he would have been uh, way down the back of the field and had a lot of cars to pass just to get his position back. But they did follow him and that strategy worked out perfect. Yeah, it did. And... This is what I was saying. Like, the top runners aren't going to sacrifice track position at that end. I mean, you look at it now. You're like, seriously, if Frosty come in and pitted, he would have won that race. Yeah, agreed. Uh, all of them. I don't know if he had. No, I mean, well, nearly well, every look, single one of them look, had a set of tires still. David Reynolds was the the. the he's, um, where is he here? Fourteenth, I think he was. Yep. Um, David Reynolds finished fourteenth. Yeah, fourteenth. He was the first one, or the... He the was, what, sixth at the safety car restart? Uh, yeah. yeah, Courtney was seventh, s- and yep. he pitted. Yep. So, that just shows you. you know, he yep. went from sixth to 14th, 14th, and Courtney went from seventh to second. Courtney drove really well on those last few laps, 
I he did. He drove just. He managed it really well. He didn't overdrive it. it. Shows you grip though, doesn't it? Some of the passing moves that he made on it, he's like, you know, turn just... ten is it where they come around or turn eight where they come around that big sweeper and they push it right out to the wall. I know what one you're ter- talking about, but I don't know the number of it. Yeah. Anyway, the one where they push right out to the wall, he could just put the car anywhere on that track and keep accelerating where everyone else is trying to dance the car around there mm. and try not to brush the wall and how good was that drag race oh. the final the like last corner of the track last lap it was amazing out. yeah it was oh, and he God. was quite kind too to um Winterbottom was good and Courtney were oh, both they good they very were very gentleman, gentleman racing yeah they, they both Courtney, gave each other room yep they both gave each other room Courtney Only didn't wipe him off because um, that they were like Probably yeah. rubbing mirrors going down the street. Oh, straight. yeah, I just meant on the corner. Um, oh, yeah, like yeah. Frosty could have just parked it in the way. Yeah, he could have shut the door and probably you know, saved himself a few points, but maybe he didn't want to put it in front of someone that's not fighting for the championship that might give him the tap. Yep. And Courtney's track record probably says he would have. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really, really good to watch. How, I, how good was Frosty's comments? Um <laughs> when Rihanna was interviewing him yeah, in the, before the podium there. In the yeah. U Bet Victory Lane or whatever the thing it's called. He's <laughs> like, So you got beaten in the drag race. Like, yeah, I don't know how. Look at oh, sorry, this is Frosty going, I don't know how I got beaten in the drag race. This thing's got no front end on it. It was um HR the HRT of James Courtney was looking a little second hand on Sunday. It was, and that was from the start. It pushed through the whole race with a very Banged up arrow. Not often do you start so far back and finish that high up with a clean car. He he got ten places in That's that race. Good effort. It's it's, it's solid Caruso effort. also got ten places. He started eighteenth. Yeah, that's a really good effort for, by them too. Obviously, some good strategy calls. Yes, Caruso was one that I saw throughout the weekend, always battling with Fabian. Yeah, they were together and a lot. I don't I. Those the two liveries that they were running this weekend look very good together. The pale blue and the pinky purple of Hog's Breath, those, those, um, they complemented each other on the TV. I am not a fan of uh, Michael's Caruso's. Uh, you just don't like Fabian. soccer, that's why. Yeah, well, screw soccer, <laughs> football. <laughs> um, Change that pretty but, quick. <laughs> it's all right. You can call it soccer, man. It's but it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> Um, Fabian's, but I actually quite like that car. Oh yeah, cause you even could after tell me it just whinging, you know, only probably last episode about everyone changing their li- liveries all the time. Stop doing it! Stop doing it! I actually like his car this time. I like Scotty Pye's car. Yep, I prefer oh. that over anything that Fabian's run this year. Yeah, I agree. Did you see the Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport cars? Yeah, very plain Jane. Did Did you hear what happened with that? Yeah, there's a bit of a court proceedings. And yeah, but do you know who they signed originally to to um sponsor them for a tobacco? Uh, some dude in the Queen in Queensland who has like the candy bar mansion is what he wanted to run on the side of the um yep. the cars, yep. but he's actually a tobacco importer. Yeah, and the V8 super like from what I read was Lucas Thumbrell and these guys done an agreement to they were going to sponsor them for this i think it was for multiple seasons or eight, the rest of the season uh maybe three seasons or something yeah it was like it was a decent yeah. deal 
Um, they were going to do like after show parties and they're going to do all this, you know, out of track um, sponsorship things. But V8 Supercars ruled it that no, you can't have that because it's tobacco and that's that's against the law and in Australia that you and pretty much nearly everywhere in the world except for Europe because you guys are very backwards on that and for some reason you think smokes are still cool. <laughs> yeah. Burn. Take, take that, Europe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um but anyway, so they they he originally paid him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There you go, Luke Lucas Dunbar Motorsport. There you go, there's two hundred and fifty grand. They had this the cars all stick it up. Fiat supercars come back and go, nah, you can't run that. And then they were going to still run some the black and gold branding. I think they were getting yeah. some other stickers on the car. Um, and then old mate, I believe, got up in arms that you can't use my colours, and they've taken them to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ordered that, nah, you remove all their branding off the cars. So they were running plain black cars. It was so weird seeing a black, just a plain car. I haven't seen a plain car on the V8 supercar grid since Techno first started when it was a white car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot those days. Yeah, remember when he got the police to sponsor him? Yeah. And the little police stickers around I think he should do I reckon the police should sponsor one car for the whole season. Just have a cop car going around. (laughs) What if it gets caught speeding in pit lane? Police should know better. (laughs) 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 No, but that'd be pretty cool. Road safety awareness for the year. Get every state and territory to chip in. Don't see it happening, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but it'd be kind of (laughs) cool. But anyway, so they they pulled off the stickers and he has to give back the money and stuff. But yeah, plain black cars. It was just very odd. I thought maybe with the agreement they've signed, they can't get any new sponsors. But I'm like, surely you see um, like the Touring Car Masters and other touring championships that don't have full sponsors that they come up here. And like the Masons, when they come to you and, you know, you decide to sponsor them, they... Yeah. Go, you go get some stickers made up. You slap it on the side of your cart. Surely Lucas could have done that in Queensland. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's something's interesting. Something's better than nothing, right? So, will this sponsor come back now, or is he gone? Um, I don't know. I I haven't heard like it was all over the news when it first happened. Yeah, um, I but I haven't I haven't heard a follow up on it. I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Though. I don't think he'll come back because the V8 supercars shame. have banned him. You're like, no, you. Well, it's his, his tobacco importer. Yeah, but it wasn't, even, was he was he advertising his tobacco? No, it was stuff? some candy mansion. Would you ask me? It sounds like a bloody drug Playboy den. mansion. <laughs> we it's a candy mansion. You go there and you take a bunch of e, <laughs> chomp your face off for the rest of the week. <laughs> Plenty of chewing gum. <laughs> um. Candy Mansion, brought to you by Extra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real shame for a team like that, but they need all the dollars they can get. Yeah, especially just after I put the little blue car on the back of my car. Mm. Now I need a little black car. <laughs> um. Um, but as the race 15 race results, Shane Van Gisberg brought it home. Yep. Followed by James Courtney, which had this discussion about eight weeks ago. No, um, James Courtney pipped Mark Winterbottom just at the line. Yeah, solid. It was amazing to watch. Good, good end of the race. Um, Jamie Wincup finished down fourth. Scott McLaughlin in fifth. Uh, Cam Waters actually came home in seventh. Uh, sixth, sorry. Yeah, solid. So this is another one well. that I think 
he's had more experience here, the Dunlops race here, and I think if we actually look over their race results and where they've raced and where Dunlop race, Cam Waters is doing better on the tracks that Dunlop race at. Yeah, it's one of those things, I guess. He doesn't you get have to land track the track. Time. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be going straight out and uh, engineering the car rather than learning the track. So it's good. It, it does, but it does show. Pie ahead of Fabian again. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised there. I think Scotty Pye's great. Caruso, Jason Bright, Craig Lowndes. Jason Bright must be happy to get up there. That's a night. That's that's top 10 result. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I think Lowndes would actually be happy with 10. Mm-hmm. From uh, the weekend that he had. It was yeah, and where he was heading in this race. He was backwards. going to be last. He was heading backwards at a rate of not. He was heading backwards faster than the guys could. Oh, it's just stupid. Uh, Will Davison, Rick Kelly, Tim Slade, and David Reynolds, and Fabian Coulthard is the top 15. Davey is one of those ones that you look down like 14th. Ah, you didn't do too well. But no, Davey, you did really well this weekend. You did yeah, a lot the, better. The result does not show um, how well you performed over yeah, the weekend. And that whole team. Having a look at the um, the championship leaderboard. Shane is Shane's doing quite well. Up. He's only yeah. 53 points behind Jamie now. Yep. Uh, he's in second. Uh, so, obviously, Jamie Wincup's now in the lead. Jamie Wincup now has 1,545 points. Yes, solid. Um, Shane's, Shane's bringing it up in second. Then we've got uh, Mark Winterbottom, yep. not too far off. He's 75 points off Jamie. Craig Lowndes starting to lag behind. He's now more than a whole race victory He's a behind. 153 points off the lead now. I think you're seeing the top three pull away now. But look, it's we early can't days discount still. Lowndes. He's coming into the strongest part of the season for him. He is. He is. Lowndes is always strong in the back end of the season. You've got endurance season. That's basically Lowndes season. Yes, yeah, he is. He's, he's um, coming to his strong. Scotty McLaughlin's dropped back a little bit. He's down to fifth. He's 171 points off the lead. It's it's a shame for Scotty because he come into this um this round I think in third or fourth, mm-hmm. and he was not too far off the lead. And I think he really was looking to forward, looking forward to um have a, a solid finish what with his GRM days with Gary, and he's just yeah it's slipped away big time in uh, the Saturday race. This is obviously early days, and there's lots more points to come. So, no, yeah, all these boys can move up again. Yeah, well, Scotty did say he does. You know, he does want to do well for GRM. I'm pretty sure that him and you know Gary have a great relationship, and he doesn't want to just pack up and leave. But you look at it, you look at Jamie, Shane, and Mark. That's first, second, and third. That's pretty much your podium for both races. Yeah, except for you, Chuck James Courtney in there. So that's when you're starting to see these are the guys that are now pulling away. Before you had no points in it. Now you've had three guys do two race like two races in a row. Right, race fourteen and fifteen, both getting pretty much maximum points. Like you look at Shane. Shane had a great weekend. Second and first. He's coming he's fifty three points behind Jamie and he's taken a ten penalty ten points penalty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you start. I think you're now looking at the contenders of the top three. Definitely, definitely. Long way to go, but yeah, that's where it's looking at the moment. It's starting to to close up a little bit. It is, and also 
the points are starting to blow out a little bit for the people from fourth down. Yes, and hopefully Lowndes can get up there. I'd love him to win a championship. Mm, yeah, definitely. Before he before he retires, one more championship definitely in there. Looking forward to uh, the Ipswich Coats Hire round coming up. Yeah, no, it should be good at uh, the um the paper clip. Yes. The track where you can see all the track from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, it's not my favourite track. No, it's it's not one of mine either. It's a bit boring. All your Queensland-based teams will be good, which basically means watch out for Triple Eight. Yeah, this is a test track, and uh, I think they'll be quick here again, like they always are. If you're in the area, definitely get down and catch it. 50 bucks for a, a parking view. Yeah. That's 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 pretty good. I, I I don't know how like that's for your three day pass, fifty that's, bucks. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You get to drive your car and everything. Um, no, there's there's definitely like if you haven't been to a race, get down and see it. Well, that's it for today. Is it? Is that all? <laughs> is that all you've got? <laughs> I, I thought know. we had more. <laughs> I'm not well, finished yet. Uh, well, I always finish first, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could work some PG sort of humor into the show and not cut it all out, it would be great. <laughs> our humor isn't PG though. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we can either, our, uh, we our, either have a nice clean show or we've got the most outrageous show ever. <laughs> uh, if you've got any feedback for us, hit us up. We're at facebook.com forward slash breaking late. And yep. our email address, JD, is breakinglate at gmail.com. That's us. Thank you. All right, so we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Back to the we this two weeks in a row we've just been talking absolute crap for a couple of hours. I mean, and you guys listen. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I speak nothing but not crap.